Hey guys, what's up? RJ here back again with another episode on interviews with Entrepreneur Show where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. And today we have a special guest, uh, especially on the topic, which is kind of like, you know, everybody say like, hey, you know, you have to build your list, you have to build your list. But, you know, in a lot of cases out there, I feel like most people just, you know, underrate uh, the skill set of like how to manage your email list, like how to make sure like it delivers properly, how to make sure it reaches to the right audience and like so many other things as well. So today's guest is Troy Erickson. Uh, if you don't know who Troy is, Troy is the owner of copywriting.org, emaildeliverability.com, emaillistmanagement.com. His company is called Email Para- uh, Paramedic, you know, which is kind of like providing solutions to all of those things out there, which is actually the leading email uh, management agency that have generated over $50 million for their clients since 2019 by improving the email copy, their deliverability, and how to reach to their, you know, customers as well more effectively. He have worked with, you know, some of the top entrepreneurs in our industry, with guys like Traffic and Funnels, uh, you know, sales mentor Rich Sheffron and Perry Belcher, uh, and also Jason Capital, Alex Katani, Sam Owens, David Melzer, you know, and so many more amazing people out there as well. He also been nominated as top 20 copywriters in the world, which is amazing. We're going to talk about copywriting, which we're going to talk about emails and so many things as well. So the big question is this, how these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over six figures, seven figures, eight figures, or even nine figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. So please welcome Troy Erickson. Hey, Troy. Hey, what's up, RJ? Thanks for the awesome intro. I appreciate it. Truly appreciate it, man. Uh, I want to know like a little bit of your backstory out there, like how the journey started uh, for you out there and where you are at the moment. Yeah, so in 2019, I was actually in college, which wasn't that long ago, crazy enough. And I just wanted to be a professional baseball player. Uh, that's all I ever wanted. And it like it was at that point where it, things weren't looking great for me because like in high school, I had a, an extensive surgery on my elbow and I was having some mental complications from that surgery that were in college. It was affecting my performance. I, I was a pitcher and I couldn't throw accurately anymore. I had this thing called the yips where it's, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen a baseball player who can't make an easy throw or a golfer who can't yeah. make an easy putt. And it's just like hard to explain to other people why you can't perform. But as a senior in college, I got cut from my college baseball team. So I was supposed to be like a team leader and I got cut and basically lost my job to freshman. And at that point I was like, okay, um, I, I feel like my identity has gone feel like I could just crumple up my identity and throw it in the trash. Um, but fortunately for me, um, in the two weeks, I literally stayed inside for two weeks because I was embarrassed to even go to class. But in that time, uh, you know, I recently discovered internet marketing, Facebook ads, and I kind of flipped things on eBay. So I spent those two weeks just sitting inside and like going harder and harder at that. And I came across, you know, over the, around that time, 
um, a guy named Greg, who was my very first client. I found him on Upwork after I took my first course, ran mm -hmm. Facebook ads for him for a while. And then to help me not get a real job after college, which is really just all I wanted all along, um, he started this little agency. And we did some Facebook ad and funnel work for clients. And uh, one day, one of my clients was like, hey, we have to fire you. And I was like, why? And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you're done. And I was like, no, no, no. Tell me what's going on here. Because I'm looking at the cost per lead in Facebook and nothing has changed. Yeah. Because you just told me to get you leads. And they were like, all right, fine. So we, we're getting the leads, but all our emails are going to spam and we don't know how to solve it. So I said, okay, well, you don't have to pay me. Just let me go in and take my little bit of email experience from other clients and try to fix this problem for you. And if I can fix it for you, we'll go back to what we were doing. And they were like, all right, that's fine, I guess. And so I hopped in and they were going to spam. They were only sending probably one email a week. And it was really bad. It was like very boring, very transactional. So yeah. fix those three things for them just by doing a lot of research online, by paying people for help, joining some courses. And in the course of that summer, they went from 13K a month in email revenue to 54K a month. Um, wow. so it was basically, or 52, I can't remember. It was basically like a 4X. Um, so that's kind of how I got into email. And I realized like, hmm, this seems like a bluer ocean than Facebook ads. So then I just made the switch and never looked back and you know, generated over $100 million now for our clients just in running email lists. And that's all I've ever done since roughly four years ago. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. Absolutely. So like when we talk about, you know, email and email marketing or so, I think a lot of people out there make it kind of like underrated. They always talk about like, hey, you know, it's just, you know, it's just writing emails, you know, that's it. So like for you, like how you were able to kind of like uh, package it, I would say, or like how you're able to position it in a way where uh, the clientele or the clients were started to realize like, hey, you know, it's not just email. It's not just putting random words and like just sending it. It's just more than it. So like how you came up with that stuff? Yeah. So the whole premise and, you know, I was in the copy accelerator circle and they you know had a big impact on me, Stefan Georgia and Justin Goff. Yeah. But the inherently like thing that's wrong, that's inherently wrong with the copyright industry, especially when it comes to email, is like if I just give you the email copy, RJ, and you don't understand how to take that email and set it up inside your ESP, where it's actually going to land somebody's primary inbox as opposed to promotions or spam, anybody can write copy, right? Like some people are really good, exactly. some people are okay, some people are bad. But if you find a talented copywriter and they all of a sudden you don't like working with them for any reason you can just cut them if you're a business owner and there's so many more out there but if you find somebody who's good at copy they understand your esp and they can set up emails and they'll do it for you they'll save time and they understand deliverability so they can get you way higher open rates and make you more money why would you not choose that person so that's yeah, kind of absolutely. the whole problem that we're solving with email list management that whole movement now and have a certification program and we're building an army of list managers. Amazing. So like you were able to figure out like what is the additional service like we can add up so that even the retention of the client goes high as well and the value on your end also goes high as well, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's also just figuring out like what the problem is. So it's like, I didn't just think like, hmm, what can I tack on to make it more valuable? It's also like, what problems are people actually experiencing with this? And it's like, well, usually people just, copywriters just turn in their copy in a Google doc and then that's that. And it's a, a big problem for business owners, especially deliverability, because like hardly any of them understand deliverability. Exactly. Yeah. So like when we talk about, you know, the common, uh, the problems definitely with emails are like landing in promotion or spam, you know? So like, what are your uh, top three tips which you give to anybody out there who like using emails out there, but they're kind of like fed up or frustrated being like, Hey, you know, it's not coming up on, you know, on the inbox in the primary inbox. So like, what are the three tips you want to give to those people out there? Yeah. So the first thing is finding out where you're at right now, because a lot of people don't even know. That's like the main thing they ask us. There's very few people who are aware that they're having a problem if they're like yeah. super advanced than they are. But the first thing is like, if you just open a Gmail account, like a new one that you haven't used before, and then you just get on your own email list or send test emails to yourself, then you can see where you're landing because that exactly. account has no influence based on your previous opening history when you get your own emails. So you just go and you make the account, send some emails, see where they land. And that's how you know where you are. Next thing you want to do is you want to um, open the email and in the top right corner, there's these three dots. And if you click those dots, it'll say uh, show original. And if you click that, it'll this box will pop up and you'll be able to see like, am I passing Deacon, SPF and DMARC? And if you're not passing those things, then that makes your job a lot harder to avoid spam or to avoid the promotions tab. So you always want to check that. Just make sure you're passing those things. Um, and then there's a lot of people too, they're, they, you know, they have a lot of email knowledge and they're like, Hmm, I'm passing all three of them, but why am I still having problems? Yeah. And at that point, it's about your content, right? So it's like, if you have all the things that are technically set up correctly on the back end and your DNS and everything, you still have a content problem. So what you have to do is find the right keyword balance. And that's the thing after studying the Gmail algorithm for so long, you have to realize that there's certain words that are going to be considered promotional by Gmail and there's certain words that are not going to be considered promotional. Hmm. Now they're not the same for everybody. That's the thing because based on your domain reputation, right? So like in the past, you have good open rates, you have good click rates, the very few people mark you as spam, et cetera. If all those things are in your favor, then you can get away with a lot more. But if those things aren't in your favor, then it's going to be a lot harder for you. But basically what you have to do is try to figure out what the keywords are for you that are causing problems. And then you can either attempt to remove those words or you can just write longer emails that don't have promotional keywords in them. So it's like the longer the email and the less promotional keywords you use, the more likely you are to make it. And we have other advanced ways that we charge a lot of money for to yeah. support people in a matter of like a couple of days permanently. But that's kind of like what I would look out for if I was just hearing about this and I wanted to kind of like see where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an amazing point, especially uh, when most people don't even double check the, the cause or the issue, or like why the problem having and And the next thing is they don't even have an idea about like what could be the problem. And they're like, you know, screw it. Like, let's let's do it that way. And then all of the emails are coming up in promotions. That's that's definitely interesting. Speaking of that, uh, I know like you, you're also pretty good in copywriting as well. Um, right now, you know, AI, you know, is kind of like on the buzz or so. And it's just kind of like at the moment, like if you don't adapt, you, you're going to be left behind or so. So like how you kind of like merging AI 
uh, and also making sure not everybody is kind of like the same, like doing everybody kind of like cloning each other out there, but uh, be more, uh, I would say like, you know, just using more creativity or use, using the power of AI to, you know, blend it into copywriting and also into the email side of it as well. Like how you're planning to do it or how you're doing it at the moment. Yeah. So for the most part right now, there's two ways that I use AI. So I always have like, there's certain things I always have open on my second screen over here. And one of them now is chat GPT. And that, like, I'll ask it questions all the time because mm. Google is like a search engine and this is like a second. Yeah, that source. So the first thing is like, anytime I'm having any kind of problem related to business that like has, is a tech issue or something of that nature, I ask it and I can get answers fast. So that's less on the copywriting side. The one that's more on the copywriting side is like research and looking up things that I don't have experience in and learning about them because it's like you really that's the first step right like everybody knows research is the first step in copywriting but not many people want to do it but now it's kind of fun because you get to play with this like robot that can give you all the answers you want you just have to know like how to give it the right prompts and tell it like hey um like give it like all the information that you can and tell it to process them be like hey you are a world-class direct response copywriter. And I want you to write an email to a list of women who are 40 years old and having like menopausal problems. And they feel that they like don't have as much self-worth as they used to. And here's this product yeah. and about the, and you know what I mean? It's like, that's a niche that like, I'm a guy, I don't have experience in, but the chat GPT can literally tell me so many di different things that I didn't know that might be pain points and it might be helpful. So you can mm -hmm. convince more people to buy a product and help more people. Um, but the only downside, and I heard my COO Dom talking about this today on one of his coaching calls. It's like, as a writer, you just have to be careful that you use it to help you, but you don't use it to replace you because like, as soon as you automate yourself, like, you know, replacing yourself is good in a lot of ways, but if you automate yourself too much, then the growth of your business kind of stops and your personal development kind of stops. So be careful what you automate and when you decide to automate it. Cause like, if you're not at the scale that you want to be at right now and your business isn't in the perfect state that you want it to be in, if you automate something that's not in the perfect state, you didn't solve the problem. So it's just kind of my thoughts about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's amazing. Especially when you talked about uh, as don't getting lazy about like feeling like, Hey, you know, I, I can even like automate myself and like, I can, you know, let, let the AI do the work for me and you, you know, sitting on the couch and be like, Hey, you know, AI is doing the job for me. Yeah. I mean, like that makes a lot of sense. Speaking of it, I'm, uh, you know, since I think it's, as you mentioned, you've started your journey back in like around 2019 and it's been almost like, you know, over four years now. And, uh, what, if you list down, like, two or three things out there that kind of like catapult your your journey uh, or your speed of, you know, income, impact, network, and all of those things out there, what those things could be? What do you think about it? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say the first thing is experimentation. So the number one thing that holds people back, because like now, you know, like obviously in email paramedic, we run yeah. emails for clients, so we solve deliverability problems. But a lot of people start following me for because they heard my story and my journey, et cetera. So now we have a certification program, which is interesting because now I can see both sides of the coin. I can see business owners and what they expect. And then mm -hmm. I can see copywriters and like what's holding them back. So the biggest thing holding them back is just that they don't experiment. So like they will come across a problem 
And let's say they're good at writing copy. And then if there's a problem and they haven't experienced it before, they don't try. So they won't sign into an ESP to try to solve an email problem. If there's anything that has the word deliverability on it, it's like they will just kind of shy away and disappear. That's how most copywriters act, right? It's like we're naturally shy people. So if you have that kind of attitude, how are you going to improve? Because the biggest thing that's helped me over my journey is literally just like doing things that I'm not asked to do. So, hey, and the, the story at the beginning is a perfect example because I said, hey, Mr. Client, you have a deliverability problem. That's not my job here, but I'm going to solve it anyway. And then we'll go back to what we were doing. And it turned out to be an entire multi-million dollar business for me year yeah. after year after year. So if I didn't have that experimental like willingness and confidence, then I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's like, that's the number one thing. It's like most people, they just do what they're told, do what they're asked, and they never take a step beyond that. So that is by far the most important thing that you can do. And the second thing is like, if you make a mistake, nobody's going to kill you. It's okay. It's all good. That's how you learn. I've made plenty of in my lifetime, but a lot of people just freeze or they don't even start, or maybe the reason they don't experiment is because they're afraid to make a mistake. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that, you know, that's interesting, especially when you talk about is a lot of people out there, first of all, don't even try. And hence they don't even like upgrade their skill sets about like, Hey, you know, I could learn that and, you know, add that into my arsenal and be like, Hey, you know, I've learned this my way. And then like, Hey, you know, let, let me do it now. Also, uh, you know, you have some some of amazing clients that you, uh, you know, that you helped out in your journey out there, you know, Alex Kitane, Jason Capital, and, you know, a lot of other super amazing people out there, Perry Belcher, David Melzer, and all of those. So, like, what was the initial point for you uh, to, first of all, definitely networking with them out there and initially start to work with them out there as well? Like, what, what was the story behind it? Uh, sorry, what was the story behind who? Yeah. So like, how were you able to, you know, land these like high level clients out there for your service out there? So like how the compounding effect started to happen for you? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So it started at Copy Accelerator, right? So I want to give a shout out to those guys again, but um, it's really just networking and putting yourself out there. And a lot of people, they don't, you know, that, that scares people. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I have to leave the house. But even before that, like going inside a Facebook group and just kind of getting known before you leave the house and getting your feet wet. So that when you do go to an event, you run, you'll naturally run into some people who are like, Hey, I've seen you on Facebook or you know, yeah, wherever. For sure. um, and even like when we hopped on here, you told me that you'd seen my interview yeah. with Alan Sultanich and you'd seen copywriting.org. And I'm like, Oh, cool. We kind of know each other already. Um, so a lot of people kind of get mixed up about that. So like, if you just make posts on social media, talking about what you're doing in your journey, whether or not you're successful yet, if you just talk about what you're doing, other people will be able to relate to you and then you build a relationship with those people. And then as you grow more and more, you just talk about what you're experimenting with, what worked, what didn't. And like, that's the kind of content that you should be putting out there because content is just about relating to people. It's not about yeah. talking about like how you're the greatest. So you just do that. And then you will start networking with people. People talk, uh, you know, it's a compounding effect. Like you said, day one, you're probably not going to get any inbound DMs. You might, but you're probably not. A exactly. week down the road, you might get your first one. A month down the road, you might get a couple. But a year from now, you're going to be getting several a week. Or depending on, you know, if you're running ads, obviously you'll get more. And then the those people tell their friends and everything speeds up. But ultimately, it just comes down from like being active on the internet. And then 
like I love live events too, because you just meet so many amazing people. And when you meet them in person, they talk about you even more because they, yeah. they know you at a deeper level. So that's pretty much how you meet all the big people. Um, there's not many big people who like just book a call in your calendar. From time to time it happens, but it's mostly through who you know. Yeah. So like, do you think, um, you know, it? I think it would be helpful for a lot of people out there, especially who are watching, who might kind of have like sort of like inferiority complex of feeling like, hey, you know, they're on the other level. Like, honestly, like for me, like when I started the podcast, like almost like three and a half years ago, I had these thoughts in my mind earlier. But later down the road, when I started to like interview these people out there, I started to understand like, hey, you know, on the other side, they're also humans, just have to understand different aspects of it. But do you think like a lot of people have this sort of like inferiority complex where they feel like, hey, you know, that person is so huge in the business. I don't think so in any way possible that person could become my client or I could be even be able to network with them somehow. And they just become their fan and that's it. Do you think about it? Yeah, that definitely happens. And it's interesting too, because like I used to think that way about people and then I've, it's like weird for me to look at it, but sometimes yeah. my wife or my friends will be like, you know, you're Troy, right? And I'm like, not, like, I'm just a normal guy. So like if you, if somebody comes up to me and presents a, like a good offer and is creative in how they reach out and it seems diligent, hardworking, and they actually show me like what they can do and give me like a little taste and yeah, I'll respond to that person. It's not a problem. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting concept, but I'd say most of the time in my certification program, a lot of the students, they're like, should I even bother reaching out to that person? Because somebody else probably filled that job already, or they're probably too yeah. busy to ever read my message. To be honest, like a lot of people will send me a message and, and me or somebody on the team will see it. It's just like, was the message good and creative enough? And did you like actually show me a sample of what you can do. Cause we, we get a lot of messages and we see almost all of them. It's just that not that many of them are that creative. So you can get in touch with people. It's just, if they're not replying, it means your messaging could have been better. Not because yeah. you're inferior. Yeah. Amazing. So as you mentioned already, uh, so for people out there who might be thinking like, hey, you know, I want to learn more from Troy. I want to learn the email side of it as well. I want to learn copywriting out there. I want to see like what Troy is doing so that we can learn from Troy as well. Like so where people can go and follow and be the part of your world as well. Yeah, I would say, um, especially for like the copywriters and email marketers out there, make money typing emails.com. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, like that. Summarizes the story and it tells you how you can make money typing emails. So I just... That's probably the simplest place to go. Awesome. Makes sense. So I will post up the links of Troy in the comment section, also in the show notes down below. So you guys can follow him if you haven't and be the part of his world, follow his content out there. Well, Troy, thank you so much for being on the show today out there. Any last thing that you want to say before we round the show up? Um, that's about it. I appreciate you having me on and I'll stress one more time. It's important to go out there, experiment and not be afraid to fail. Awesome. Well, yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching. We're definitely going to see you guys with another amazing guest in the next episode. Until then, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi-million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well, I've created a script that allowed me to book over $1 billion plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now. So just go to billiondollarscript.com and it's billiondollarscript.com and don't forget to leave a 5-star review and I will see you guys in the next one.
Oh, oh, oh.